I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode 185, my review of the Tomorrow War, Cli-Fi, Interstellar, Time Travel, and Excellent. So first of all, you may hear some thunder in the background while I'm doing this podcast. I decided then, rather than wait until the storm was over, hey, it is good background noise for a review of this particular movie. So as long as I don't get blasted out of my own existence into another dimension or another time, I hope you enjoy this review as well as what you might hear in the background. We're having a pretty severe thunderstorm here in New York city early in the month of July. So let's begin. I saw The Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime Video a few days ago. Some myopic critics gave it mixed reviews. I thought it was just excellent. And by the way, let me say that I just saw today that there is a sequel in the works that will be on Amazon Prime Video. And I also saw that one of the stars of this excellent movie said that this showing of the Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime broke all viewing records in its first two days. So I think that says something about this movie. Now, When I say it was excellent, it's not just because of the time travel, which was fine, but even more so because of the unfolding plot of the movie, which brings in interstellar species, climate change, and parent-child relationships in a very original and, I thought, rewarding way. In fact, the time travel setup of this movie, I thought, in many ways, was the most ordinary part of the movie. We've seen this before. Humans from the future come back to our time to recruit soldiers to help in a desperate losing fight against a species from outer space that moves around here on Earth so quickly they're very difficult to kill. But the humans from the future part coming back to save our existence, well, that's what 12 Monkeys and many other movies and novels and stories have been about. So it's interesting, but I did see that before. But not so the rest of the movie. First of all, this species that moves so quickly here on Earth, that is almost blindingly fast, Severing their heads from their body does the trick of killing them, but let's face it, that's tough to do when there are dozens of these creatures on screeching lightning attack for every one human soldier. So, former Green Beret and biology teacher Dan Forrester is sent pretty much on a suicide mission to maybe briefly delay the extinction of humanity when he's recruited, a.k.a. yanked, from the year 2022 and whipped three decades into the future to fight these invaders. A suicide mission, that is, until he meets his daughter, Muri, 
whom he last hugged when she was a precocious little girl. And now in the future, she's a fighting colonel and a brilliant scientist working on some last hopes for humanity. And here's where the movie, I thought, really takes off. The relationship between the embattled Muri and her father is heartrending and really beautiful. Dan helps her develop a toxin that can kill the horrific creatures, but of course all they have at first is a small amount of it. So the only way it can save the day is for Dan to go back in time and kill the white spikes, that's the name of these horrendous creatures, right after they first arrived. But when did they first arrive? Much earlier than anyone thought. And here, I'll leave this recounting of the narrative on the slight chance that you're reading this and you haven't seen the movie. I will add a spoiler at the end of this review, so listen to the end. It'll be the end in just a few minutes, and then I will we'll give you a footnote spoiler in which I explain something that happens. But... This part is not a spoiler. I thought the location and time of the interstellar arrival and why the monsters took so long to emerge is a compelling slice of cli-fi, which is actually short for climate fiction. Rhymes with sci-fi. So this is actually cli-fi sci-fi. The action scenes, by the way, the battles with the White Spikes are breathtaking and top-notch. Ivan Strahovski, who was excellent in Dexter and 24 Live Another Day, was even better as Murray in The Tomorrow War. J.K. Simmons, of course, is a pleasure to see in any role, and he was perfect as Dan's estranged father. And Charles Pratt was fine as Dan. And he even reminded me at times of Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, who I thought was excellent in Mission Impossible. And by the way, Charles Pratt is the one who said that he saw that the Tomorrow War broke viewing records in its first two days on Amazon Prime. So, my advice about this movie, forget about the nit picking critics, sit back and enjoy an adrenaline-pumping, thought-provoking, A1 summer science fiction movie. And I'm sure if you're like me, you'll be looking forward to seeing the sequel whenever that is on Amazon Prime. Now, for the spoiler, I will say for people who saw the movie, that we could call the world in which Dan goes into the future before he destroys the white spikes in the past, World One. And in that world, the adult Muri, Dan's daughter, dies. But the destruction of the white spikes in the past instantly shifts World One into World Two, where the narrative concludes with Dan reunited with his family and his young daughter, Muri. She probably will go on to become a brain scientist, but she won't be fighting the white spikes and won't be killed by them because they no longer exist. And I thought that part of the story was the best time travel part.
Now, since there is going to be a sequel, who knows, we may see the white spikes again in that World 2 reality. And by the way, I should point out that uh, a subtle point that was made in the movie is that the white spikes themselves apparently were not the interstellar species that designed the interstellar spaceship. Rather, they are sort of like organic street cleaners whom the aliens bring down in their ship and set loose on the earth, I guess to rid the earth of dangerous creatures like human beings that is dangerous to the interstellar species. So even though the white spikes were destroyed at the end of this excellent movie, the interstellar species that brought them here, we don't know anything about them. So it'll be interesting to see what we find out about them in the sequel. The Light on Light Through podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed this review of the Tomorrow War, replete with some thunder, some real thunder. That's not a special effect. It's really raining cats and dogs here in New York. I actually like that. In any case, I'll be back here soon with another review. Maybe of a science fiction movie, maybe of a science fiction series, or it could be a detective movie or series, or it could be political commentary, who knows. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sound, and enjoy. AD. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. Paul Levinson still codes about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries.